I'm Kyle Harmer. And I'm Sarah Harmer. And you are listening to our Tub Talk. A conversational podcast brought to you from the comfort of our hot tub. So, we're here again. Hi. We listened to ourselves yesterday and didn't hate the sound of our own voices and decided to trek forward. So, we are back for another round of questions and I will go and go first. And I I can decide which side I want to read from. I don't have to pick one or the other. Yeah, it's up to you, but I'd say we stick with the card that we pulled out. Well, I'm gonna, I don't think this back one would even really apply to us because I already know the This answers. is already great for an audience that's only listening. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to read this side. I'm going to read the other side, which says, What skill do you wish you could instantly master? <laughs> oh, these are the light ones. Um, I'm already... I'm already in my mind touching on an aspect that people might get to know about us which is our debates over semantics because i'm already like well what's a skill versus oh my gosh <laughs> uh is that is that what it says skill what's a skill you wish you could master i read it verbatim which says i know skill? and i'm just asking because yes. my memory is that of a guy <laughs> yeah it says okay. what skill do you wish you could instantly master um i wish that I could instantly master the skill to sing like Charlie Puth. And I don't necessarily mean (laughs) his particular style, but if he is as profound of a vocalist Mm -hmm. as, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. then I would be able to, that I believe would set me up to pursue any singing. Or any musical career. Because he has perfect pitch, like he and so he can just play instruments easily by having. That? Oh yeah. How do, does but but how does pitch? What okay. About, so what about things that include rhythm? Like, let me give you an example. He loves Courtney Cox, and he loves Friends, and they did like who a doesn't back and, right? But they did like a back and forth like trivia thing, and he found her notes for saying "I know." Like he found them on a piano because when he hears sounds, he hears notes. Therefore, he was able to, like... So, what you're saying is, he took her, <laughs> yeah. I know, yes. and he turned it into a piano rhythm, which then he dubbed over with Janice's, oh my god! Okay, but not just that he found the rhythm, but, like, the notes that she uses, because there, there, there are different notes that you, I mean, unless, again, you're... No, not me yet, because I don't have this skill. You, no, you're, you're not wrong, but... The whole idea that, like, your voice does have automatic notes that you're going to hit on a keyboard, but because hers is, like, a shrill, like, I know, it, those are two different notes, and he could tell you which notes those are on the piano. All this to say, that is the skill that I wish <laughs> I could instantly master. What about you? I'm not going to fight you on that. Um, now, okay, follow-up question. If you were given the ability to have the musical ability of Josh Groban or Charlie Puth, which one would you pick? And I'll do a sidebar. I would marry Josh Groban's voice. Well, okay. Would literally. Uh, but doesn't. Marry his voice. 
Just your knowledge on the both of them, like well, who they but my are. knowledge of them both would still say Charlie Puth because he's able. He'd be able to fairly accurately replicate Josh Groban, correct? Very possible. Not well. Okay, but that's the thing. Okay. Yeah. So. See. <laughs> Okay, so but I, don't I get to be both if I yes. choose him? Yes, but Charlie Puth Charlie very Puth much. Again. I, yeah, I yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. All right, your turn. <laughs> uh, what skill do you wish you could instantly master? Um, so it's not really a skill; it's more of an ability. It'd be the ability to fight infection really fast. <laughs> Ooh, no jokes for that. One. And here, um, <laughs> the reason being. There are very few things that I personally have set out to do that I wasn't able to do really well, really quickly. I mean, aside, like, aside from physically, like a physical inability, like I can't necessarily change, like, the engine of a vehicle because it, I I don't have the strength to be able to do so. Um, but I mean, there are many things that I put my mind to that. Because I put my mind to them, I'm, I'm going to do them. I'm going to figure it out. Like, you're awesome. Well, awesome blossom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay then. All right. Time for question two. <laughs> you're reading both sides. That's the, of Please. course I am. That, I know. Well, <laughs> okay. This is a better one. The the other one is a good one, but not for episode one. Okay. <laughs> How much conflict is okay in a relationship? Enough, I would say enough conflict where you can still look at the other person and not want to throw random objects at them. I mean, I think enough conflict... So specific objects are okay? Just not random ones. Oh my gosh. Okay, but you know that feeling that when you see somebody, you just you want to grab the closest wrench and just just lob it. I know you can, you're envisioning somebody at work. And nobody I, would I was just going to a dodgeball joke. So, um. <laughs> you can dodge a wrench. For all of those in the under 30 crowd. <laughs> Over 30. I don't know words. Maybe it'll come back around. Maybe Ben Stiller will be a trend in like this is 15 a, years. Uh, no, I, I chuckled because this is a good question because it's, it's one actually we discussed when we were doing some work ourselves on ourselves last year. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of conflict and actually the idea that being adverse to it or avoiding it is as problematic as there being an overabundance of it. Right. And not to say creating it artificially, but if if a driving force in you as a person or in a relationship is to avoid conflict, then you're going to make, it's going to cause you to also make bad decisions and bad actions just because you're trying to avoid conflict, but there, I mean, we're we're people. Yeah. Um, conflict, for better or worse, is kind of baked into us. And if you purely try to avoid it, all you do is delay it and or build it up so that it will end up being worse in the long run. Well, and I'd say, I, I don't think you should put a number on how much conflict is okay. Yeah. But I would say any conflict that is fueled by hate or anger is too, is too much. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things that... Um, you know, when you talk about like uh, the modes that people speak in or how they conduct, you know, there's differences in you're more, the, the better word is passionate than I am. But to someone that's not as, 
that can occasionally come off aggressively. Yeah. And um, it's being able to hear the difference between them and know your own heart and how you're treating it, that conflict from a place of anger or, like you said, hatred, like, that's never really good. That should be pretty minimal. But conflict could be as simple as just discussions between people with a different viewpoint or a different perspective. Yeah. And that doesn't have to be bad. In fact, I'd argue it's really good. It's just learning the skill of how to do that in a way that's conducive. Well, and I think knowing how the other person communicates and how they receive communication, because what might seem like something that's super trivial and not like a conflict bearing, you know, position, but if the other person really doesn't know how to, how to communicate effectively. I mean, that was, again, going back to you and I learning about each other, like we learned that our upbringings were so opposite that we thought that the other was the incorrect way of dealing with things when really we both came from a place of grave misunderstanding and like a a wrongful misconception on how healthy, Mm -hmm. not just, not just conversation but also conflict like all all of it it just it wasn't right but yeah so we've settled on some (laughs) not all and not none but definitely not one that is rooted in anger hatred yeah that's i think we yeah that's that is should be near zero or I think just trying to win or make the other person feel like absolute garbage. Yeah, like or just trying to trigger them or just trying to push buttons. Like conflict for the sake, again, for the sake of, con- like, there's that's not called for. Well, and conflict and confrontation aren't the same thing. Ooh, ooh, that so is that, a good I one. I think that was like when I first heard the word, my, my mind went to confrontation because a confrontation could simply be that... Um, you know, you didn't put the, you didn't close the cap all the way on the creamer. So when I went to shake it, it went everywhere. Yeah. That's not a conflict until it's either presented or preceded by. Yeah. When when I choose to debate because the confrontation was, Hey, Kyle, pick up the kids on the way home. And I get home and go, crap. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't pick up the kids, or better yet, you say crap. You didn't pick up the kids. Yeah. How I respond turns a confrontation into a conflict. Yeah, I that, would say confrontation is healthy because it allows you to be comfortable and vulnerable enough with the person to point out something that bothers you, and you're you're vulnerable in that you're giving them an opportunity to respond that yeah. might not be what you wanted to hear, but then again, you get to have that conversation and it can be a great thing and it can lead to really amazing opportunities like doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of which my brain is already going, I don't think we said the title of it in the beginning, but you know what? That's fine. Oh. That was the thoughtful question too. We're on to the third and last, which is deep, but we'll, we'll see which one. That was a good one. What are your favorite habits or rituals that we have as a couple? Ooh, okay. All right, I'm going to answer this in a typical Kyle roundabout fashion. Because I'm going to well, I love... Get your seatbelt on, folks. (laughs) I mean, there are ones, they've shifted over the years. So we had a while where 
um, on Sundays before we got ready and like left the house for like church, we went and had coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was great. Um, we've had times that in the past we would, uh, when taking a bath, we would, uh, rather than like watch a show or a movie, we would, uh, either just talk or use it as time to focus on something for self-improvement to ourselves. Yeah. Um, we've had, we, we do farmer's market. That's probably the most consistent thing yep. that I think we've done other than, that, that I'd say was ours. We, we go to Chicago religiously at right, the end years. of the year. Right. Yeah. Um, but that isn't ours because you did that with your family before us. So me and the girls have acquired that. And I'd say we can take some ownership and claim it. No, but, but I'm, I'm thinking though, like, I want to say we only went to Chicago maybe once. You and your family? Is that? Yeah, because that the first time that we went to Chicago was for our senior year trip. Like for our, the, the drama trip. The way that you guys trip. always spoke about it, though, was built up to be like a thing. Like That's because my mom more. was very, very intentional and not allowing like one of my brother's girlfriends or like <laughs> somebody I was dating, like to come along on a trip and then be in all these photos and all these memories. And then they break up and then, you know, they're no longer a part of the fo- the picture anymore, but yet they're still part of like the memory, like they haunt the trip. I think she just had that fear and like, she really like held on to family moments, like with, yeah. like as tightly as she could. And then when she realized that you and I or, you know, just messing around for the sake of like, me- like we were like serious about being together. She surprised me with letting you come on that trip. But I mean, that was our senior year that we first ever went to Chicago. And then I think maybe we went once as a family after that. And then it wasn't that long until you were back in the picture again. And it was, you, you had to be a part of those times. So yes, it was my parents thing that like my family thing, but then there, it was so few times that you weren't a part of it because yeah. you've just been together for so long. Um, reading again to more specific to things as a couple, yeah. I guess, uh, being intentional with time, which I know isn't like, it's harder to point to like, there have been years that we had a harder time doing the date ourselves thing, right. but then there are times that we're better at it. But, um, you know, there's the trope of couples often portrayed as the men, but sometimes on either side as forgetful of, uh, anniversaries. Right. You know, it's like it's super popular joke to have about dads in movies and TV, which I think are super lame. And I, oh, like I agree. They should <laughs> the same way that you wouldn't make fun of a, of a woman and her mom. Thing. I don't know. There's just so many things that you couldn't make fun of a woman about, but yet are made about men. And it's super, super shallow to the actual like abilities of men. I, yeah. And that, that one drives me nuts. I, oh, I agree. And I don't, it drives me nuts too. Also because of the fact that I actually have seen many times how true it is for some couples and especially for guys. Like I know lots of people that they'll be like, Oh, it's my anniversary today. I should, I should get something, and and that number one is baffling to me. But two, being a habit or ritual that we have, we've always been intentional about celebrating that. Yeah. Um. You know, trying to make it something big and do a trip and get away, so it literally is just us. But we have always made it um, 
something that we celebrate. And that's something I love about us. Yeah. Even if we weren't able to get away, we made the time that we were, that unfortunately we had to be at home extremely. And I mean, the word intentional just keeps coming back and it, I feel like it gets thrown around a lot, but the truth is if you don't make it a priority, it, it wasn't going to be a priority. And for it to just slip through the cracks and be seen as something that's not important, I think just throws away something incredibly valuable and um, truly rare. And again, like we said in last episode, like we are, we are wanting to lay down an incredible foundation of what a healthy relationship looks like for our kids. So like our daughters should not settle for somebody. And I don't care if they decide to like celebrate their anniversary like we do or not, but for it to not be seen as important enough to take that time and make it a priority to celebrate like that day, that decision, that I just think it's so valuable and I agree. Even more recently, though, I love that we're doing brunch on Sundays. I think it's fantastic. It's, it's, I almost mentioned that, but I realized, oh, ones that we have as a couple. What do we? <laughs> it's, they've changed a lot. What about you? Are there any ones that you can think of that? Well, I mean, the fact that we're doing this in a hot tub, I mean, we started. I started taking a bath every night when I got pregnant for Macy because my sciatica was so bad. Well, that was over 14 years ago. And then I started having you join me because I wanted that time with you and that time together, just the two of us. And how, how many episodes in before that's where I get to make like a bow, chicka, bow, wow, I guess joke. We're there. I guess we're there. We're there? <laughs> mm. Mm. Bow, chicka, wow, when you're sitting in like six inches of, water watching friends <laughs> like, the the show friends not watching <laughs> oh my just God. to clarify no yeah like <laughs> oh my gosh or the office or parks and rec or the myriad of shows that we've chosen to but brooklyn 99 yeah i'm trying to list more at more shows that couldn't possibly be twisted as like a group of people or a single person like Dexter. Okay. I had a Dexter. Okay. okay, I was going to say, I would most certainly be friends with Terry Crews. Uh, Yes. I, I, if I met the man, I would give him a massive hug. Yeah. I can't blame you on that one. Yep. Yeah. He's fantastic. It's massive for me because he's the big man. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't think you give yourself enough credit though. I think if you were to meet you, you'd be like, Kyle. And when that's not going to punch a wall and drink monster. Kyle. I don't think there's anything that you and I do, though. I mean, gosh, we were two years into our marriage and we had our first kid, so there's very few things that we've been able to do that don't involve our kids because, again, like you with my family, our kids have been part of our lives for so long that there are very few things that you and I do that's just the two of us. But Well, no, I want I want I want to push back on that a little. To answer the question of habits or rituals that are just us. Yes, there are not so many of them, but I think we're more intentional about us time than most people are with their kids. No judgment on them, but I think that we make it. That's just how we've chosen more of it. Yeah, we've we've made it clear both to ourselves and to our kids that we come first. Yeah, before them. Like we've our kids have never slept in our bed, not a single night. Nope. For anything ever. If I come home and you're not feeling good and they're in bed with you, I grumble and fight my urge to <laughs> kick them out. 
But typically they're there because they're comforting me because for whatever reason you weren't there. Mm-hmm. And, which is like that, that one night a year where you decide to go do something with, that I'm not a part of that one time. Yeah. But I remember many times, though, like, I, my mom would say I could stay up later if I would, like, rub her back or, like, brush her hair or something. And, of course, she fell asleep right away, but I would be sitting there, like, watching, I don't know, whatever was on TV after 8.30 Because that was the time you were allowed to watch something you weren't <laughs> supposed to. Well, no, honestly, like, we didn't have cable till my senior year of high school, so there was literally very the little. The movie that your mother was watching. Which wouldn't have been anything you weren't. No, her her TV only had an antenna. It didn't have like a VCR. Neither so. of those are words that fifty <laughs> percent of the people that could potentially listen currently, to this are going to know. Currently googling those two things I just mentioned. No, was ever whatever was on TV because which was whatever she had been watching, and I fell asleep watching as well. And then eventually, my dad would come in, and I'd be kicked out. But yeah, we we never let our kids in our bed, and um, we always do something for our anniversary. Even our first anniversary, I remember you brought home a oh, steakhouse, something or other. I think it might, might have been Outback, and I had our because <laughs> uh, you know we, that was our budget at the time. That was like living because we're so fancy. <laughs> well, I mean, we could only afford so much at the time. But I had I had gotten our china out my. My Aunt Mary bought us two sets of china, so I had the table all set up, and you brought home. We didn't want to go out. We just wanted to stay in, and I, I vividly remember sitting at our table in the dining room yep. eating 2013 Flushing Road, Flint, Michigan. 48504. That door has gone through many a bank-purchased door. Yes. <laughs> yep, I don't know that I could have remembered all of that, but I certainly would have remembered taking the... Uh, cake from the freezer yeah from our wedding and it was still good we ate that in the bathtub i don't remember that that i I remember that i remember that too and and that we did that cake we did nothing to it was from sam's and because you just bought sheet cake and i remember we had like four or five sheet cakes left over from our reception we got home we had people over and i'm like you know what i'm Cheat cake party. Yeah, exactly. And so I actually like took one that we had eaten off. Like we're not going to finish this, and I just cut like a middle chunk of it out and just threw it in a Tupperware and just chucked it in the back of our freezer. Like I didn't even wrap like the cake itself in in, like saran wrap or anything. I'm like, well, if it's the worst, I'll have my mom buy us one in a year and it'll be brand new. But it was it was perfect. It was delicious. Not sponsored by Sam's. But (laughs) sponsored by desserts. (laughs) My favorite. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for our tub talk. We'll see you next time. <laughs>